Well, welcome along. In this final section of leading others, we're going to tie everything up with the beliefs. Where are your beliefs around you leading others? So based on the last three weeks of homework that you've had in terms of leading yourself, uh, leading as a couple, then leading your children or children in general, and then leading your teams, where is your belief level at based on how effective you are and how disciplined you are and what your expectation level is. Because that's the starting point that we need to get to. And so where do beliefs come from? Okay, so if there was going to be a party at your house with 30 people arriving tonight, and I'm bringing them all, would you cook? Would you get takeout? Would you have a barbecue? Would you get it catered? You know, how would you provide for those people? And what we know is that generally our actions and our decisions or our behaviour is based on a skill level which rests firmly upon our beliefs. And so for somebody who's excited already at thinking, wow, I could have 30 entrepreneurs come to my house and you know, I would, I would uh, organise to, um, to cook this meal and this is how I'd prepare and all that sort of stuff, you would have a strong belief that you're a good cook. Now how do you know that you're a good cook? Well mostly people come to the realisation because people tell you you're a good cook. So they've eaten your meals and said this is delicious and I love this and isn't this wonderful. Whereas for others of you that already would say yep it would be a catered function um, might have a belief that it's easier to use a caterer or you might have a belief that I just literally couldn't cope with that amount of pressure or with the time frame or, or whatever it is. So our beliefs come from what others tell us. So the first thing that I recommend when it comes to you upping your belief around your leadership level is to use a mentor, a mentor or a coach. And the reason being is that if somebody outside of you can tell you what you're great at, then often your beliefs grow much, much quicker. And so having used mentors um, all of my adult life, what I found is that mentors don't tend to um, fluff it up too much. They don't tend to lie. They certainly deliver the information in an effective way if they're aligned to who you are to be able to get you congruent in your beliefs. And so, you know, the general tendency I feel is to have a belief structure that serves us based on who we value ourselves to be and then our, our identity of who we are. And so often our beliefs can be so out of, out of kilter or um, not congruent with who we are actually moving in the direction to become that a mentor is able to sort out where those beliefs or limiting beliefs are holding us back much, much faster. And that happens through asking better questions. So just realise that the quality of your life as it currently stands is based on the quality of questions that you know to ask. And having a mentor is great, but if you don't have quality questions that you're going to that mentor with, that can literally change the path that you're on because it's gonna change the quality of the decision that you make, which has a knock-on effect to the actions that you take, which then gives you a different result, then results is where you start to get a different quality of life. And so it's really important that um, in terms of your belief of who you know yourself to be as a leader needs to be positive. Okay, now I was um, told at a very early age that I was a great performer 
but a very average leader meaning I was a star performer in sales and you know very very excitable in the community and that sort of stuff but when it came to leadership I was very very average now I was told that by somebody who wasn't a mentor who wasn't a leader and who was recently pointed out to me not very successful and yet I had stored that belief very very close to me to remind me that I didn't really want to lead other people because it could be frustrating and it could end up hurting me and so just recognize the fact that when you have great friends great mentors um, great support team around you who can sort out where that trash is in terms of limiting belief and weed it out and then look at it for what it is and say you know who said that to you and how old were you and do you think we need to upgrade that belief structure how much faster is that than having to deal with all of this on your own okay so certainly that would be the number one tip that I'd have if you need to up your belief as a leader now generally within a couple one has a stronger identity around leading than the other one and so the challenge can be is when you're leading as a couple in business is that there can be a feeling of incongruency within those home ranks you know of of husband and wife so it's very important just to identify and understand just like we did in the week one of, of this series of, of being able to understand our expectation level and our discipline level because we each lead in different ways and so certainly when you can assess how you lead as a couple that that's very very important your belief simply comes from the value that you're prepared to add to others so remember that you know we each add value in completely individual ways and so just like when you're raising a child the value that the mother will add will be different than the value that the father will add but each are equally important one might only take five minutes one may take five years it it doesn't matter you can't actually um, quantify it because at the end of the day a belief is a feeling okay so what's the feeling that your team have as you as the leaders what feeling do you leave them as so when people come in contact with you and then they leave you is the feeling better more driven to what they want to achieve or is the feeling negative and harder than uh, what they thought the task at hand was going to be and what I found in terms of affecting or leading in an effective manner is without a doubt having that crystal clarity that when somebody leaves a space that they have been in with me is that they leave feeling better about themselves feeling that the value that they add is tangible and that it's measurable and that this will be the great next steps that you can take that is going to take you to to the next place of success for you and so are you helping each other as a couple to identify where the value is that you truly add and then celebrating that value with clarity and communicating it in such a way that other people hear that praise okay so praising in public is more important okay so where does our um, so if our beliefs come from others and we only have to increase our belief by adding more value then where does value come from and our value comes from the strength of our identity that we have so if we're wanting to grow our beliefs then it's very very important that you start doing some work with your affirmations 
Now I felt stupid, I felt silly, I felt dumb doing these affirmations when every bit of feedback coming from within me was telling me it was a lie, it was a lie, it was a lie. <laughs> okay, no, that's normal. I was watching Louise Hayes Heal Your Life and, uh, and that's what people were saying. You know, they had cancer and they're saying, you know, I'm vibrant and I'm healthy and my body repairs itself to its natural state. And here is their inner voice telling them that's a lie you know you have cancer and and this is your prognosis and and what have you so you just understand if you take it to an extreme in terms of health as an example if people can use affirmations to completely rid their body of cancerous cells then are you able to change a negative belief pattern around you as a leader absolutely easy done okay 22 days 30 days maximum because when you start to affirm to yourself, I am of value to others, I serve my people with, um, with congruency, I, uh, I love what I do, I am paid magnificently, I'm a money magnet, I am um, valued in my role, I am successful in my industry, I'm recognised uh, globally for my contribution whatever it is that you would like to affirm for yourself it will have a knock-on effect to your beliefs so what we're trying to do is we're trying to work from both angles we say okay if you want to step up as a leader you're not born a leader leadership is taken okay so you decide I would like to be a leader once you've made the decision that you want to be a leader you communicate as a couple where do we want to lead people to and how do we want to be seen as leaders? How can we add value? In which arena do we want to add value? Then we start to get really clear on our affirmations of, um, of having that, that crystal clarity focused or focus clarity of, um, of where that contribution is. Okay, so certainly for my husband and I, I was absolutely passionate about couples in business. I felt that what we were going through was not unique and that um, is certainly nobody was really openly talking about the conflict that can happen within small business and raising children and finances and then marketing and sales and integrity and somebody not doing what they said they were going to do. Um, it was ripping us apart emotionally and I felt as if, okay, if we could conquer this, um, then we could reach a certain level of contentment within our lifestyle and it would give us more energy as a couple. And as we started just talking about this with other couples, we realised that we were right on the money, like in terms of exactly what they were going through, we were going through. And so the natural extension of that was to say, well, let's, let's be leaders in this field. Let's really open up and say, wow, what are the issues that we need to conquer? And then how do we skill ourselves up? And so we did every course. We went and, and achieved incredible results with mentors in different areas but they had never focused as a couple before they'd always focused as individuals we didn't have a challenge as individuals our individual empowerment was very very strong because we were both very powerful confident people it was when we were placed together there was a clash so just understand that our belief as leaders as individuals wasn't an issue our belief at leading as a couple was an issue and so as soon as his energy would knock into my energy and we had completely different leadership styles, then we were trying to criticise or comment on the other person's style and we'd rip each other down, get frustrated, not want to continue on that journey 
and so therefore that was our biggest block. So I just want to get really, really clear on your belief. Your belief might be that you're a great leader. Your belief might be that your spouse is not a great leader. Okay, because you're running it through the belief structures and the filters that you have that require leadership skills. Alright, so as we're working um, you know, this week, what we're trying to understand is what are the strengths of the other person's leadership style? How do they mix and match with your strengths? And how do you split your business leadership role so that you can say, right, that's a Kent question, that's a Kate question, that's a Tracy question. You know, we use that all the time at Leisure Seekers. We understand where our core strengths are, where our value is that we add, and then we don't step on each other's toes and we promote the other person. So when we get a strong identity around us as a team, then what we need to do is put ourselves in an environment that is fast paced and fast tracked to where we want to get to. And that is the quickest way to increase your belief. So we started attending as many conferences as we could on certain topics that we wanted to achieve and mixing with other couples that were in business. That was critical to our success. We would meet other couples in business, we'd invite them for lunch, we'd invite them for dinner, we would hang out with them, we would get to know them very well, find out what their secrets to success were in their marriage and how they coped. And it just broadened our view that actually everybody was going through the same challenges, the same cash gaps, the same conflict resolution, the same challenges with kids not sleeping in own beds or not sleeping at all or getting sick and mucking up our time management schedule or, or whatever it was. But understanding whatever stage of life we were at was important based on the environment we placed ourselves in. If we went and hung out with um, singles who were entrepreneurs that didn't have any children, that didn't have any um, overheads, then that competitive nature of ours wouldn't be able to compete in that environment because it wasn't the environment that we'd chosen as success for us. And so there was no point comparing and competing in that environment. Those people were not even on the radar for competing and comparing. <laughs> okay, So just recognise that the race that you've put yourself in, is it even in the right category? Are you trying to go into the A-grade race when in actual fact you need to be in the handicap race, okay? Because you have certain handicaps at this year, financially or um, emotionally or wherever it is, where, what race should you be entering into? And so certainly for us with um, our vision for our family of, of the years that we wanted to um, have our kids, we would say was in the zone. It wasn't urgent, it was just important that we needed to do that. So what could we contribute, where could we add value from a business sense that we couldn't, um, we could fit in and around our family life. Okay, so just recognise that your, your way that you're leading and your belief structure of how you're leading um, needs to be congruent with the strategy that you're backing it up with. And so I've got a lot of people that I was uh, working with for the previous five years that are streaming ahead in terms of profit per month or net worth or, or whatever it is that they're doing. Their kids are older. In fact, their kids are 15 to, to 25. My kids are three and two and, and you know, six months in terms of pregnancy. So, um, so it's silly to try to compare. You need to get within an environment that is like-minded to be realistic about what's possible, okay? That is gonna give you congruent beliefs. All right, so very, very important. 
because then what we can do is say okay based on your skill level and your behavior that you're showing out at, at the front end of life of where you want to get to what is the clarity of those actions and decisions that need to happen for you to up your belief of where you're at within your time frame so let's say for example you have clarity over where you want to be leading a niche market 10 years from now so what foothold do you need in the next hundred weeks to be able to achieve based on your identity you're formulating now to get that foothold secure so that you can propel yourself from two years to five years to ten years within that vision and that's really how belief starts to starts to really expand is that when you're communicating with people you're always talking about that brightness of future to say well currently at the moment you know I'm filming this then from there it will go to the book series from there it goes to the workshop series from there I can travel and and design a program and from there it will go onto the global stage from from this format or whatever it is when you're leading your team and you're leading the vision of your business what's the brightness of future what's the stepping stones that you're taking and do you believe that you're in the right place right now to maximize the results that you need to get or are you off track and therefore those limiting beliefs keep coming up but they're actually the truth or the reality that you need to change direction or you need to change what you're doing and for me recognizing the fact that you know if I could just change a few actions and decisions and get some new skill which knocks onto my belief pattern and I'm open to change so that's a great affirmation I'm open to change I'm open to change I'm adaptable um, I'm teachable I'm confident I'm hard-working I'm ambitious like what are the affirmations that come out of your mouth when people challenge you against your beliefs of you as a leader and are you storing them in some filing cabinet there as limiting beliefs to pull out when you need an excuse or when you need a block to achieve a goal and so for me that's where the mentors came in they were able to get into that filing cabinet refile everything in terms of how there was a positive spin on it and um, and how I was able to use that as turning points to be able to gain strength of character to do what I needed to do to become a better leader so when when you're understanding as a couple and you're working within leadership do you have those filing cabinets against each other and if you do you need to get rid of them so you know I had screen scrolls and scrolls and scrolls of of, uh, of notes that I had taken on um, things that you know perhaps Kent had tried and not completed or you know attempted and not succeeded or or whatever it was I had of course ten times that amount of information on myself and that information was not going to take us where we wanted to go as a couple it wasn't going to take us where we wanted to go as a team we weren't playing as a team we needed to understand that we were playing a very silly game which was you tell me what I've done wrong I'll tell you what you're doing wrong that is lose-lose that is draining the energy from the relationship but it's also draining any kind of result that you would ever hope to get and you will never be able to lead a successful team of couples if that's the premise that you're working with and so it was getting back to saying wow you're great with the kids gee you're fantastic when you take them and do this they just love it and have you noticed that he's becoming more like you because he's watching you in this way or you know how are you affirming 
and being able to lift up the other person so they have filing cabinets and filing cabinets of, of, um, of what they need. Now it's very, very important that when you're communicating and helping somebody grow in their belief that you're using it in the modality of which they understand it. Now what I mean by that is some people are visual, they need to see an example and it be pointed out to them. See what you've achieved? Well done. That is the great example of what I'm talking about. You're a leader. There's visual evidence there. Some people are kinesthetic, they need the feeling. And some people are auditory, they need to be told. So visual might be notes that you can give them. Auditory might be a recording that you can do for them. Um, telling them to their face. Um, telling somebody else so they hear about it through the grapevine. Um, kinesthetic would be to capture a feeling, to say, oh, lock it in, isn't this amazing? Haven't we achieved greatness? Or, or however we want to capture that kinesthetic feeling. Um, you know, so it's really important that we use the modalities that fit for the person that you're trying to increase their value around and their belief around being a leader. There's the love languages that we talk about as well. Okay, so if words of affirmation are not high, on somebody's um, you know, love language, then you can tell them to your blue in the face, they're not going to receive that compliment at all because they're listening to their own words of affirmation. <laughs> okay, so what's important is to understand that um, you know, with, um, with Tracy as an example, as a gift giver, so she gets awards. That's how she understands she's done well. Um, for me, mine is absolutely um, acts of service and words of um, affirmation and so if people tell me that I've done well um, they give me a massage or they um, reverse the car out of the driveway or they pack up after a seminar or you know lend me something to use that's going to help me in my next presentation or what have you give me a book that type of thing um, that I can borrow and read and learn from then that is quality does that make sense? So know how to communicate with the other person that's going to add value to that filing cabinet of evidence that they are a great leader. And that's really, really important. So when we, um, when we start to understand each other and what our strengths are as leaders and we grow in our confidence within the framework of our values. So remember it always comes back to are you enjoying the value that you're adding as a leader? If you're enjoying the value that you're adding, then it's so much easier to be able to hear that evidence from other people and grow your beliefs. Okay, you're also doing your affirmations yourself. From the beliefs stem the confidence to learn new skill. So what's the next skill that you need to learn this week that's going to up your belief around being a leader? And it might be that you literally, the skill of filing or the skill of uh, bookkeeping or you might need the skill of being able to close a sale. You might need to learn how to prospect somebody. Um, what is it within your business is the next level of skill that is going to show your team that you've learned a new behavior out of your comfort zone and done something a little bit different that then you can on teach. And the best people to on teach are the people that have just mastered a new skill because it's fresh in their mind. And so within your team meetings, as a leader, are you taking a little bit of a backseat and allowing the directorships to come up and people to communicate in a way that they can share what they're learning 
and share their vision for that directorship or, or, or part of the business. So directorships meaning, you know, if the marketing director oversees how many leads came in for the week. The sales director would report back the conversion rate for the week. The operations director would make sure that, you know, holidays attract and delivery and distribution is smooth. Um, the team fun captain would be the director of making sure the social activities and the, and the calendar of training and all that sort of stuff, the people in education is all looked after. And the director of finance would oversee what the profit and loss, the budgets and the cash flow projections are. So are you allowing as a leader people to step up in those roles and in the meeting take five minutes each to report the information so that then when it's collated it means something to them? Okay, you give people the belief that that is all leadership is. That it's just that next step of accountability and responsibility and therefore in a 90 day period everybody could have mastered a different directorship and therefore it takes five quarters or a year and one quarter to be able to master all five of them as the director and therefore you are constantly churning out leaders that could step up to the next level in your business. And that is how you develop belief as a leader. When you can look back on the people who you impacted, you know, I still get um, phone calls or emails or cards from people that I've coached years and years ago ringing me, telling me what they're achieving, where they're going on holiday, what they've done. And it is so rewarding to know that I've been a part of that journey. Of course, there's many others you never hear from and, um, and that's okay too. You know, have realistic expectations on your leadership ability of how many people you want to impact and, uh, and what is a realistic goal for you to have to believe that you are the best leader that you can be. And that's what the most important thing is. Are you being the best that you can be? And what areas would you like to step up in? And, uh, and you just move towards that vision. So I encourage you to create that vision this week and, uh, and then start to live it and get rid of some of those limiting beliefs as a couple. Have a great week.